Is this thing on? All right, here we go. Hey everyone, it's Brian. I got a special bonus episode for you. This episode features uh, Kevin Wiseman, who played Stevie on Better Call Saul. Now, if you don't know who Stevie is, remember that scene in uh, the episode Hero, where Jimmy and Marco pull an alleyway Rolex scheme on a dude? Well, that dude has a name, and his name is Stevie. Kevin Wiseman, a.k.a. Stevie, a.k.a. K-Dubs, was just on our other show, Nothing Important. We had a great chat with Kevin, and he talked about working on stage with Patrick Fabian, who, as you know, plays Howard Hamlin and was also on this very podcast. Kevin also talks about filming that scene, uh, working with Vince Gilligan on X-Files, his love of music, and so much more. So I guess I would call this the Nothing Important Podcast on It Saw Good Men, featuring Kevin Wiseman. Also, on a side note, if you hear those cute little noises coming from the background, that's my little nine-month-old girl, Matilda. She says hello. Uh, So be sure to look out for another uh, cast interview coming up in the next couple weeks with a really... A uh, great character from it saw or from uh, Better Call Saul, and check out our other show, the Nothing Important Podcast, where Dave and I share stories and we talk with celebrities and other interesting people. You can find that show over at nothingimportantpodcast.com or you know iTunes. So enjoy this bonus episode, and as Dave would say, call us idiots, call us geniuses, whatever, just call us. So he gets frozen Lou Malnati's deep dish flown out to California. Yep. Pat flies out that Lou Malnati's pizza for everybody. So, uh, and I'm like, this is the greatest pizza ever. I got to get out to Chicago to have this pizza. Hell like, yeah. Like, not frozen. You're listening to nothing important. Is it better if it's not frozen? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I don't know. I've you- never had Lou Malnati's frozen and flown out to California, so I can't compare. But I know around here. <laughs> Please enjoy the show. Welcome to the Nothing Important Podcast. This is episode number 33. After the book of things that Dave doesn't care about, we have an interview with Kevin Wiseman this episode. He's a character actor. You may know him from Alias, Clerks 2, Better Call Saul, 100 other IMDb credits. Good dude. Good times. Great chat. Check him out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all Kevin Wiseman, and KevinWiseman.com. No fax machine, though. And make sure to check out his double Emmy-nominated Hello Ladies series and movie as well, available on HBO Go. So enjoy, and we'll see you next week. And now an excerpt from the book of things Dave doesn't care about. Back to school pictures. We get it. You have kids. You can stop now. This was an excerpt from the book of things Dave doesn't care about. You're listening to Nothing Important. All right, are we, are we there? Uh... Kevin? Hello, hello. I'm here. I'm here. All right, right on. Hey, we didn't even hang up on you this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome because it's the first. Charm. Exactly. It's the first time in a while we haven't hung up on anybody. So I'm actually, I'm actually kind of impressed with my iPhone skills. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'll thank you. Know, we, is this it? Is we on the podcast now? Is it happening? 
We are on. We are recording, man. You are on the Someone Important Hotline on the Nothing Important Podcast. I like it. Yeah, I, nothing, am I the nothing important part or the some, something important part? You're, you're, you're the someone important. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't, yeah, my ex-wife doesn't feel that way, but I don't, <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, that's okay. You know, just because... Uh, We'll, uh, just because of that, we will never have her on the podcast. How about that? Oh, no, she's lovely. She's the mother of my children. She's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm Eddie Youngman all of a sudden. I didn't know what to <laughs> Well, awesome. Thank, thanks for coming on. Uh, what, you're, you're out in L.A. We're in Chicago right now. So it's like actually like 9, nine o'clock at night. So I got to keep my voice down a little bit because I live in an apartment complex with like three three other apartments and they're like dude you are loud and obnoxious so i gotta keep it down a bit <laughs> all right all right no worries i yeah. understand the walls are thin walls are thin yeah absolutely and uh you're in la right yeah i'm in la i'm in my car right now as we often do in la there's a lot of uh traveling i'm, I'm working on a new show uh i joined the uh the second i joined the cast for the second season of scorpion on cbs Oh, wow, okay. Uh, yeah, it was like Robert Patrick, Catherine McPhee, and Elias Cabell. And um, so I'm playing a new character on the show. So we uh, filmed that out in Long Beach and San Pedro, and I live more in the Hollywood Hills. So I'm now in some evening traffic, as we oh. like to call it. Dave could probably attest to that. Dave lived out in L.A. for a while. Yeah, I had oh, a, about eight months to deal with that, and... Uh... That's enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, generally you shouldn't be on the road at seven o'clock. It's not the best time, but uh, you know, listen, I got you guys. I've got Howard Stern on my serious satellite. You know, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Right on, right on. Um, so uh, we we saw. Well, first off, let me start this. As you know, we have the podcast for Better Call Saul. It's Saul Goodman. Um, uh, and we we try to get a lot of people who are involved with the show, and so far we've been we've been very blessed. We had Julianne Emery and Ray Seahorn and uh, Patrick Fabian and uh, Mel Rodriguez, and I was so stoked to see that you followed us on Twitter because I was like, oh, that's that's the guy that they ripped off. <laughs> me. So, and you know what, Patrick Fabian and I did a play together uh, about five years ago in L.A. Really. Uh, yeah, a Pulitzer Prize winning play called Dinner with Friends. And it's about where we play best friends and we're both married and one couple gets a divorce and it's all about how it affects the friendship. So Patrick and I, we shared the stage together for, um, you know, the entire play and became, you know, obviously uh, good friends. And when he got cast in the show, I was so excited for him and then uh, learned that I was, you know, going to play this part and I was kind of told I, I you know, signed a non-disclosure agreement to keep it hush hush because of the nature of the the scene and it was the flashback and they they didn't want it, you know, any Instagramming or Twitter or all of that social media stuff just to kind of uh, you know leave it as a surprise for the audience. So I don't think I mentioned it to Patrick. And then once the show aired, he he of course emailed me and was excited that I was you know, on the show as well. And uh, I, he's so good on the show. Everybody's so good. It's such an amazing show. Oh, totally. Phenomenal. Yeah. I was, I was very happy to work with, with, uh, with Bob. I know, and I know Bob as well, just from, from, you know, LA and mutual friends and comedy circuit and, and, um, really happy to work with him as well. well that's great. See, everything kind of came, everything kind of comes full circle. 
Um, if, do you have any like uh, any inside jokes or anything I could throw at Patrick because he's actually going to be on our on our show again. Uh, we're going to try to find some time, especially going into the season, the second season of Better Call Saul, and I think it'd be. Tell him I owe him a coffee. Like the guy would buy me a, he would show up at rehearsal every day, uh, and without fail, he would buy me a coffee as well when he went to Starbucks. He's a very generous guy, and I think I, re, I, re, you know, I repaid the favor, but I don't think I've, I don't think I bought enough coffees to, uh, you know, to, to totally repay his generosity. So tell him I owe him a coffee. I definitely will. I'll totally bring that up. <laughs> Dave, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm just listening. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, you, you were you were so quiet. Usually Dave chimes in a bit. He was, he was so quiet there for a second. I thought we might have lost him because, uh, as our listeners know, we tend to hang up on people and have like all sorts of technical difficulties. So I just wanted to make sure Dave Dave was still there. But that's that's great that um, that you're like such a, such a tight knit. Uh, community, it really seems like, and and uh, in all honesty, as somebody who's not in show business, like I, I find that surprising because I, I wouldn't think that would be because there's so there's so many so many people. So that that's yeah. Well, you know, I've been doing it. I've been I've been my twentieth year as a professional actor. So I have worked with and met a lot of people along the way. As a matter of fact, Vince Gilligan. I was on an episode of The X Files, season seven. And it was written and directed by Vince Gilligan. And Vince, it was the first time that he directed. Uh, he was a writer on the show. Mm-hmm. And it was his first directing um, job. And, uh, we, you know, it, it, he was fantastic. And the episode turned out great. It was with, it was with Will Sasso. Will Sasso and I played uh, these guys living in our trailer, uh, and we discover a genie, and we get three wishes, and it, and it kind of goes from there. You know, Will Tasso from Mad TV, mm-hmm. and we're just these two, you know, not very bright brothers. <laughs> and, uh, it's a great episode, and, and, and you know, Vince wrote it and directed it. And so uh, it was—he wasn't on set when I did this, you know, a little bit on Saul, but it was great to be back in the Gilligan world again. Yeah, you know, it's it's fun. Um, fifteen years later, fifteen years. Right. Later. <laughs> well, you know, like it, it all comes back around full circle, right? When, um, it, it when uh, Dave and I, we, you know, we were excited to have you on, and then we, uh, obviously we got to check IMDb, and we were looking at it. We're like, we're like, man, Kevin's been everywhere. And my wife was like, "Who's this guy again?" And she looked you up. She's like, "Oh my god," because you were like in a bunch of her her favorite show with like Felicity and, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer and such. So, so we deep cuts. Those are deep cuts. (laughs) Well, if if you want to go deep cut, me and Dave were actually really thoroughly impressed that you were on the weird Al show. (laughs) Yes. With Patton Oswalt. Patton Oswalt. I I played, Patton was like the good guy. And I was, I was the mean guy. I was Spike. The show was supposed to be like a Pee Wee Herman message show every week. And, uh, that the, the I was like the mean guy of the episode that uh, made Spike. It was directed by Peyton Reed, who just directed Ant Man. Actually, man, yeah, uh, let me ask you this: Have you ever worked with uh, Terry Dale Parks? No, I know, I know, I know who who the actor is, but I, I haven't. No, wait, Terry Dale Parks is a, is, uh, is an actor. Yeah, yes. he was he was in uh he's on uh Astronaut Wives Club Astronaut Wives Clubs and uh he was in uh he had a part in Terminator. And I was just asking cuz we had a I know I'm a, I'm a big fan but I I haven't uh haven't worked together no not yet. Yeah, cuz we we had a similar conversation with him where uh you know because like like I said Dave and I it's not like we're 
involved in Hollywood or anything like that. We just happen to be lucky enough that enough people picked up on our Better Call Saul podcast that like we had the credibility for this podcast that that people who are in entertainment come and talk to us. So for us, we're always more amazed by like how it works and how many different connections they are. And it's just kind of funny as we talk, we had a similar conversation with uh with uh, Terry Dale Parks, you know, TDP, as I like to call him. And, uh, <laughs> and he's, I never once called him TDP. He probably, he'd probably be like, what the hell's that dude talking about? <laughs> you can call me K-Dub if you want. All right, K-Dub. <laughs> but it, it, it's just, um, I believe we asked him something similar. When, when you have such a wide variety of projects and you do so many different roles, how, how, do, you, how do you keep your head straight? Well, you know, I'm a character actor, and, and I guess that term uh, is is kind of a broad term. But you know, I come from the theater, and, and that's my background. I went to UCLA, and then I studied in New York at a place called Circle in the Square, and I done stuff off Broadway and on Broadway. And you just learn how to create a character, and and uh, from from training and, and studying for so many years, and doing so much live theater that you really just have to kind of commit to your choices and commit to the character. And just have very finite thinking. Like people will say to me, "Oh, you know, what were your lines in Clerks Two? Or do you remember on Alias you did this?" And I honestly don't remember because I, 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 I just stay so present when I'm doing something, and I just focusing on that thing. And I learn the material, and I focus on what I'm doing a hundred percent, and then I literally let it go, so as to not have that material or that character bleed into the next project i'm doing does that make sense absolutely no, totally be and and i find that impressive that that you're able to have like that kind of separation and because like for example uh i've been at my my new job for like six months and i still answer the phone with the greeting from like two jobs ago <laughs> because i can't i can't separate so i i couldn't even imagine playing like all all the different characters i i would just be like the worst mismatch mix, mix see i can't even say the word mix mash Miss Miss Mash, Dave. You know what I'm trying to say, right? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, Dave, what's Dave? Where's Dave? Hello, Dave. Where are you? <laughs> yeah, come on, Dave. I don't Dave know what Brian is trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I never know what Brian is trying to say. <laughs> uh, are you guys like always from high school? Is that where you met, or or college, or how do you guys know each other? Yeah, Dave. Uh, Dave and I, we we both come from a really tiny town in Illinois that was only like three thousand people growing up, and uh, oh, we. Uh, we kind of hung out in uh, high school a little bit, and then we formed a band, and we were in a band for years. And ever since then, we just kind of collaborated, and uh, I moved to Florida for a while and then came back. And now that I have a wife and kids, I don't have time for a band, uh, but Dave is an audio engineer, so he wants to play with all the equipment. So we were just kind of like, well, let's do a podcast. Podcasting, yeah, <laughs> podcasting's a thing. Cool. And, what kind of, uh, what, 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 who plays what? Drummer, guitar? What do you do? I played. I am the. I was the uh, the lead guitar player and the the main songwriter, and Brian was the front man and the lyricist. But he doesn't like to use the word singer. Oh yeah. No, yeah. Trust me, I I am not a singer at all. I am I'm terrible at singing. I don't even play. I don't play a goddamn instrument. (laughs) So like I'd have. I'd have trouble figuring out the tambourine. So yeah. So me and Dave, we you know we've just kind of always collaborated and tried to make each other laugh and and. uh, Again, this is why we we appreciate you coming on our show is because when when Dave and I started this, we we never thought that anybody would even ever 
talk to us, but now we have like people listening and, you know, folks coming on and it's just incredibly interesting. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. So, you know, we're, we're yeah, world is amazing, right? I mean, for that, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah it's, totally. It's a cool, it's a cool community. Everybody's really supportive of each other. It's not a whole lot of competition or trash talking. Most people collaborate on stuff and it's just like, it's a niche thing, but it's, it's getting more mainstream, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I think, you know, I think people, it's such, there's so much kind of brutal honesty and, and like, candid conversations, you know, with, obviously, Mark, the, 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 the Titans, the Mark Marins and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, um, the, the Nerdist, and, like, and just hear people in a, in a really uh, honest, like, refreshing place. It's not, yeah. not it's, it's not, it's not, you know, canned or pre-planned or, right. it's just, it's almost like pirate kind of, radio for the modern age, you know. It's off the cuff and yeah. it's it's uncensored for the most part. And uh, yeah, yeah. And actually, and actually, it, it's it's funny that you brought that up because um, I, I was just talking to Dave about this, and other people have asked us about like our our whole podcast adventure that we've been on for the past like eight months. And uh, I was talking how um, how I like. Like, I feel like radio and newspaper and TV, like, when, when people get quote-unquote interviewed, it's just like a list of questions, right? And you pepper the person with questions. And I and I, I never wanted I never wanted to do that, you know? Like, I, I just want to chat with people I find, I find interesting, you know? Like, we had Dan Severin on, who was like a childhood hero, and he's like an MMA legend, you know? And he was like the coolest guy and told all these great stories. And I don't think I wrote a damn question for him. <laughs> you know, I just, I just, you well, know, like. He feels, more, he feels more comfortable in that setting, too, because you can tell a story that just feels organic. Right. And you're not, there's no pressure to have to kind of tell the story within a certain context. Or time. You know, I think that's why, like, Howard Stern and people like that, they're just great interviewers because, yes, they're questions, but you actually feel like it's really just an organic conversation. Like, we're having, fellas. Right. We can be having a beer right now. Are you having a beer <laughs> while we're talking? Is anyone drinking? Yeah, no. Marin, Corolla, watch your ass because we have dozens of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but Corolla might have hundreds of thousands, but you have at least 20. Right. I'm going to yeah, use I mean, this opportunity to segue into a pre-planned question that I had before this all started. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, is it? what is it? No, actually, I, I am very, very curious. Uh, after looking at your IMDb page, and it seems that you have a lot of roles that are like sci-fi or action or like the crime, like very intense stuff. And I'm really curious, yeah. is that by, is that your choice? Is that what you choose to go for? Or is that just kind of the roles that you seem to fit as an actor? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. Because some of my earlier work in the, not so much in the theater, I was playing all sorts of, uh, you know, very diverse roles, but early on, I guess I kind of did, Roswell and Buffy, and then I met. J- I was doing Felicity, and that's where I met JJ. And he was doing this. I did three episodes of Felicity. I played Amanda Foreman's boyfriend, and he said to me, "You know, I'm doing this other show. You might be right for it. You should come in." And I got the audition material, and the part was described as. And I was 29 at the time, and the part was described as a guy in his mid 40s, uh, uh, overweight, balding, ponytail, Motley Crue T-shirt, <laughs> sweating. And I'm like, well, first of all, I'm none of those things. I do like Motley Crue, but I'm none of those things. And 
you know, kind of the, the lesson was, as an actor, I tell people this all the time, just like, go in and make a choice, and hope for the, and, and the chips fall where they may. So, you know, I went into the, I went into the, the, uh, uh, the waiting room, and there were other guys there, and they all looked as very similar to the description that I just described to you. You know, they were all kind of, you know, mm-hmm. overweight, balding, ponytail, the t-shirt, the thing, the guy with the beard, and I was the opposite of that. And, um, uh, and I ended up, JJ and I just kind of had this very uh, honest kind of collaboration, and we were kind of figuring it out in the room. And and I ended up getting getting this very iconic role as as this you know tech geek Q in the James Bond series type of thing. And that that was kind of a game changer because everybody then saw me as this guy. And I can't tell you how many how many times I was asked, "Hey, are you really actually great with computers? Can you help me with my computer?" <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> I don't actually know anything about that. I mean, I was a big kind of video game guy. And I I do enjoy that still when I have time. But oh, you're right on, <laughs> man after my own heart. Yeah. Well, I do see that you're you're. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't know if we can talk about it. You're on an upcoming show. Uh, was it Geeks Who Drink? Yeah, I, that was a, that's a game show. Yeah, that uh, my buddy Zach Levi. Um, you know Zach Levi from Chuck. I uh, worked on. I did an episode of Chuck, and I met him there. And really nice guy. And he hosted this show where it's just like, you know, actors that I guess have played geeky roles. I I I was against Trisha Helfer, who was in Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. and you know the gorgeous, tall, blonde, beautiful woman. <laughs> and then you have two, Yay, Lion. Yay, two Lion. other people. Yeah, you know she is. Two other people that are on your team, and then you're just drinking on the on, on camera and. There's like drinking games, and you're asked questions that are that are kind of geek related, and uh, movies in that genre that are kind of related to, you know, superheroes or sci-fi. And uh, I'm not going to tell you who won, but <laughs> they got a bunch of actors to do it. And I think I'm in I'm in an episode coming up. I don't think it's aired yet. It's on the uh, sci-fi. Did you did you see when you did it say what um, when my episode airs? Or uh, the article that I saw just said next month. And it was right, right, end right. of July, I think. Yeah, I, don't know what, yeah I, think, I think end of July was when it was starting mm-hmm. the show. But there was a bunch; they filmed a bunch of episodes, or a bunch of episodes. So I don't, I don't know when my. But I, got, I definitely got a little, a little intoxicated on that show. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, Dave told me about that, and that was the first time, besides like Family Double Dare, when I was nine years old, that there was a game show that I was like, "Holy crap, I want to be on that." So. <laughs> So we got all, the audience is drinking too. Oh, oh wow! Okay, so so talk talk to Levi and say, hey, if you ever do a nobody of podcasting themed episode, <laughs> and then you you will be our celebrity coach, and me and Dave, uh, you know, you know, we'll we'll take on all comers. That sounds good. I don't know. I think they're going to see how the show does. If it's going to come back for another season, because I think they filmed all the first season shows. So yeah, if it comes back. Well, I will be because I'll go back for a rematch, and you can be my guys. <laughs> Heck yeah, we, we would we, we would embarrass you so bad. You'd be like, I don't even know why the hell I even agreed to do this. <laughs> oh, you kidding me? I, you know, I like my the one game show I saw that I really wanted to do last was Beat the Geek because I am a geek and I am I know trivia for some reason. It sticks in there. Well, yeah, I needed you on my team because my team was okay. We did all right, but I don't want to. Re- I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, spoiler, spoiler alert. We did okay. We did okay. Right. But by the way, uh, how good? I mean, I know since you guys do a uh, podcast, I mean, 
how great did that first see? I think it, don't you think it over, I mean, the, the, the expectations were huge, but I, you know, I'm just a fan of Breaking Bad and, and, and a fan of that world. I feel like it exceeded expectations. I thought I, it was I didn't. I didn't realize how good I think the show is until I went back and watched clips of Saul from Breaking Bad and saw how drastically different that character is. Mm-hmm. That's when I was just like, holy crap, they're doing a really good job with this slow burn of just kind of yeah. just kind of leading us along. Yeah. Right. I think he's a lot more subdued in this and not mm-hmm. quite full-blown Saul yet as he was in Breaking Bad. Right, yeah. He so, was is that what you mean? So much more yeah. brash and, and crass and just that guy. And then... Yeah, his character now in the beginning of, of Better Call Saul is someone that I can actually kind of relate to, you know. Right. He's just slipping Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> right. It, it, it actually kind of took me and Dave by surprise because it started about the same time as we started the whole podcasting thing. And then we ended up being one of the first um, Better Call Saul podcasts out there. We started putting up episodes like four weeks before the series started and just kind of trying to wing it and make like a half hour episode. And the whole time we were like, Man, what if this show sucks? What if they, we, now we're 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 committed to this? And what if this show sucks? But but uh, no, it, it's yeah. It, uh, like I like the slow burn. I know at the beginning people like because even we kind of fell into that trap where we're like, all right, this is the moment where he calls himself Saul. You know, this is the moment where this really happens. By the way, that was my he called himself with Saul. Yeah, that was all you. That, that's right. That was you. <laughs> that was all you. Seven minutes. I had seven minutes of screen time, but I had the most iconic moment. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm glad you mentioned that because there are haters out there that love to write into us that probably would have pointed that out. So they would have pointed They would have been like, moment. "You talked to Kevin, and you didn't even mention the fact that he called himself Saul first to you." You know, they would have yeah, thrown yeah. that in their faces. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, Mel Mel Rodriguez was so good in that scene too. I, I love that. Oh, oh yeah, the buttholes. Yeah, the whole <laughs> the butthole. You know, guy. The great- and I hadn't seen, I hadn't seen the obviously the other scene of their relationship when we filmed it, mm-hmm. and we filmed it at the very end. They were already they were already done. They were just about finished with the finale when I flew in to shoot that scene because they. What happened was, what I heard was, they actually had, in episode four, when they cut it together, they realized they were short on time. That the episodes, generally, network shows are 42 minutes. I think on cable, maybe it can be 48 minutes because of uh, commercials. Mm-hmm. And I think it fluctuates a little more on, on cable. You don't have to lock into 42 minutes of airtime and then 18 minutes of commercial like they do on network. But what I understood was that they had more, the episode came out, came up short. So they said, you know, let's do a flashback. And, you know, long after they had shot that episode, because they were already on episode 10, and this is episode four that I was in. And so I came out uh, at the very end of the filming process to shoot that scene that they then added into uh, the fourth episode. So I hadn't seen, obviously, any of Mel's work. I didn't know what that character was. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, this is such an odd thing that he's doing, singing about buttholes. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I, because I didn't know that they were, I mean, they kind of said, well, they're working together or whatever, but I hadn't seen all the history on the screen, which right. is this, you know, huge kind of, uh, uh, you know, these two guys that are con artists and they're working together. So it made more sense once I watched it. 
You know, and we, we kind of talked to Mel about that, too, and he said something very similar. He said, because just the way that production goes, you know, he flew out, like, the day before, and and uh, he, he said, you know, he filmed, because he, he was, like, in two episodes, so he filmed them both back-to-back during the same day on the same scene or whatever, and uh, he said, yeah, I didn't see a lot of the context until it was actually on screen, and I, I would think... Like, you know, like when I walk into work, I know what's going to happen. And when I leave work, I, I, I know what's going to happen. And um, it, it, do you think that's like a like, do you, do you like like, man, how do I want to wear this? I guess I guess what I'm saying, like, is that a fun thing for you that you, you like sometimes are put, you know, you're out of context in some of your performances? Well, I mean, not really. I mean, it's kind of the opposite. I, I, I really prefer to have as much uh, information as possible, um, you know, because, you know, the more information you have, the the, the richer the performance is going to be, hopefully, because it's really just about preparation. However, mm-hmm. in something like this, I had all the information I needed because my character wasn't in, in the world. He's just a guy that's in Chicago that's in this bar that thinks he has uh, the upper hand on this guy. So... Mm-hmm. I didn't really need to have all that information. You know what I mean? It's just like, well, yeah. So you kind of have to look at the context of what the, what the character is. It's like, well, what do I need to know? All I need to know is I've been drinking, I'm in a bar, I meet this guy, and we're going to go, we're, we're having a great time, and we're going to go to another bar, and then we walk out an alley and we see a guy, and there's a situation with a watch, and I feel like I'm being taken advantage of, so I flip the tables, but it turns out I was the one who was uh, conned. So, uh, you know, yes, as a, as a fan of the show, it would have been great to have the information, but as an actor, all I needed to know was was what pertained to that scene. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. Totally, totally. And, so, and now... Yeah, it would have been great to know, because I was like, I was like, how are they going to do this show? What is it? You know, I wanted to know. <laughs> Bob, told, Bob told me a little bit, too. But, you know, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn, you know, for Bob, but I think he, he was a little nervous, too, what the... what the I mean, what I got from him is just what, the, what the reaction was going to be, because... Breaking Bad was such an iconic show, and then all of a sudden, you know, they made a show a show about his character. So I, I think he was probably a little nervous about how people were going to react, but obviously, it's people were over the moon. It's been nominated for multiple Emmys, and, you know. So have, he's, you, he's really have you come across anybody that has found Better Call Saul better than Breaking Bad? Because we have had one guest who actually likes Better Call Saul better. Um... I mean, it's. I'm. I think they're both great. I. I don't. I think it's too early to say that. Really, the Better Call Saul, right? I mean, because yeah. Breaking Bad is is one of the best shows in the history of television, and it's an opus. You know, it's five it's seasons. A, it's so a, it's a known entire body of work where Better Call exactly. Saul is just so getting it's, started. It's too early to say. Better Call Saul first season was amazing, but I think to say it's it's better than Breaking Bad is a little, a little premature, don't you think? Yeah, I would actually. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it, it definitely has a strong foundation to build on. I mean, they've done it. They've done it so well with the slow burn and such. It's it's just a, a really, really good show. And you know, but, uh, it's not a competition. Why are we comparing the two? It's not a competition. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> I was just uh, it, 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 yeah yes. See, you shut me up. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, it's not even you. I'm saying I've heard that a lot of people there's discussions about that. Like, is it better than this? Is it better than that? It's like, why can't we just appreciate it for what it is? Right. Like, like, who gives a shit? Just watch the show. (laughs) 
better? People say, what's better, The Sopranos or Breaking Bad or The Wire? It's like, they're all great. Right. It's right. like Star Wars versus Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I just watched your right. scene from Star Force 2 before you came on. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, that's ironic that you said that. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, Clark 2, it's so funny because I, I worked one day on that movie uh, and did that scene. And, you know, people approach me, and I'm very fortunate, I'm very blessed to, to have a career. But I get so many people that want to talk to me about Clark 2. It's amazing. Kevin Smith has so many fans. Yeah, he has an, yeah. It, it's an enormous, loyal as hell fan base. And many people think Clerks 2 is like his best movie or one of his best movies. I think it's Red State, but a lot of people go with Clerks 2. I never saw Red State. Should, oh, I, should I see that? Yeah, it's I'm, amazing. I'm a fan of Kevin. Yeah, I'll check it out. His, his whole thing about the way it came about was... Um, Anytime he felt the movie started to write itself, he went in another direction. So there are some shocking changes in that movie where you're just like, what the fuck? And then just, yeah. Wait, that's the one where he, where it's, uh, um, there's the disc the, the radio personality, right? Is that right, Shane? No. No. That, that's the more recent one. Uh, that one I haven't where seen. Where it's a, like a podcaster. Kevin's last movie is about a podcaster. Oh, yeah, I haven't um, seen that one, actually. With Michael oh. Fox. Is Michael Tusk? He's in Red. He might be in both. I think he's in like three of his movies. Yeah, yeah. I think Kevin's a big fan of Michael Park. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna watch. I'll watch Red State this weekend. Yeah, you should. I'm not recommending. That's a good movie. Check it out. Well, I guess Clerks Three is happening because I've heard people talk about it. They're like, "Hey, you're going to be Clerks 3. I was like, "Uh, "Dumb." I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'd love to work with Kevin again, but uh, I think it's just cool that they're thinking about doing a Clerks Three. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad he's still directing because I had heard that he was going to give it up and he was going to like do a hockey movie and then end his uh, directing career and he's focused on podcasting or whatever, which is cool because his podcasts are great too. Yeah, he has a Smodcast as his, his deal. Smodcast. I love them. I've heard. Yeah, the Smodcast. I've heard some of his stuff where they go to uh, speak and tell stories in front of crowds. Jason and 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 Kevin. Yeah, it's great. That's yeah. great. That dude can talk. Wow. I mean, it's not as good as your, not as good as your podcast. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you do not have to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. You know what? It's you're even. You're even. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll take that. Um, before before we uh, hang up, uh, we we have the traditional question of uh, what's your favorite frozen pizza? My favorite frozen pizza. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have a weird affinity. From when I was a kid, I loved those Stouffer's, like, rectangle pizzas. <laughs> uh, like the school so pizzas? More just, what's that? Like the, like, the, like the school pizzas you get for school lunch? Kind of. They're like rectangles and kind of rounded at the end. They're Stouffer's. And they're not great, but they're just nostalgic for me. For my sister. <laughs> <laughs> that was what we used to eat. So it's, it's like chocolate love. What's your favorite present pizza? Brian, you- I always like I always like uh, I like Tony's myself. I always go with Tony's, but I know Dave is partial to Tombstone. Yes, I am a Tombstone guy. Well, hey, my buddy is from Chicago, and maybe you can help me out. Uh, what if it's a deep dish that he gets frozen, and, he, and they fly it out to L.A.? Is it Giordano's? What is it? Either uh, Giordano's or Luminati's. Luminati. Luminati's, yeah. <laughs> And that shit is good. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> he, good. So he gets frozen Lou Malnati's deep dish flown out to California. Yep, that's uh, awesome. My friend Pat Walsh and Kyle, you know Kyle Gass, uh, 
So whenever Kyle's a buddy, and so Kyle has barbecues, and you say Kyle uh, Gas, this, yeah, Kyle Gas, Kyle Gas, and I were in a band together. Uh, really awesome. Called, yeah, speaking of bands, I play the drums, and 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 we did a little side project uh, called Brain Wreck. But Kyle's got another project called the Kyle Gas Band. Oh! Real quick, treat. I highly recommend if they come to Chicago, go see the Kyle Gas Band. I mean, obviously, you know the D, right? You know, oh, well, I, I know how to play like the entire first album. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great album. It's a great, That's a great album. album. Kill Boss, yeah. Kill Boss of Sausage. Hell yeah, um, yeah. an open mic night it's once a week. And, that's, and and you were in his band, uh, Trainwreck. Uh, so, uh, nice Peter has opened for Trainwreck. Oh. The past a few years ago, and Nice Peter is a friend of ours from our band days in Chicago. Yeah, we used to open up for Nice Peter that. back in the day. <laughs> yeah, look at that. <laughs> the music scene is full circle. So yeah, when Kyle Kyle has little jams at his house where he's got amazing musician friends, and uh, people come out and just play guitar, or whatever, and then Pat flies out that Luminati's Pizza for everybody. So. Right. uh and I'm like, this is the greatest pizza ever. I got to get out to Chicago to have this pizza. Hell like, yeah. Like, not frozen. Is it better if it's not frozen? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I don't That's know. I've you... never had Lou Malnati's frozen and flown out to California, so I can't compare. But I know around here... <laughs> in my opinion, that's not even the best Chicago style pizza. I've had it. I've had it flown out to Wyoming, and it's okay. But I'm not sure how it tastes when it's flown out to California. So. I, I've picked it up in the city. It's a long way. I've driven it to my house, 40 miles outside the city, and ate it. <laughs> so, but I, I tell you what, Kevin, I make this offer all the time, and I, I am dead serious about it. Next time you're in Chicago, like, uh, hit us up. We'll go get awesome pizza, and uh, you know. Uh, you and Dave can jam out while I sit there and listen because I don't know how to play shit. <laughs> <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a trap set set up anywhere? Actually, well, um, we also we we do parody songs too as a part of our podcast. We kind of uh, stopped working on them, but um, we call it that well, time of the really month. They're not really parodies. They're not parodies, no covers. I'm sorry, covers of female artists. We call it that time of the month. We cover female artist songs. <laughs> And we do it out of like, our, like, like the, I love it, like the Dan Band. You know the Dan Band? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Dan Finnerty. He only does like female, uh, like you know Donna Summer, Pointer Sisters, and you know he's great. <laughs> 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 that guy's hilarious. Well, cool, man. Well, I'll come out and jam with you. Fuck yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, thanks for coming on Nothing Important Podcast. Do you want? Do you have anything that you want to let people know about that you're working on? Uh, well, like I said, I just joined, um, the second season of Scorpion and, um, I'm doing some stuff, uh, on, well, I don't know if I'm going back, but I just did some stuff on the blacklist and, um, I, uh, but yeah, I'm pretty much in, in deep in Scorpion right now. So I think it premieres September 25th and, uh, my first episode is the week after that and then I'm on for a while. So yeah, check it out. Awesome. Totally. We'll make, we'll make sure to post that. Yeah, I did a movie. I think it's coming out called The Trust with uh, Nicolas Cage and Elijah Wood. Um, so I'm not sure when that's come, being released, but uh, it's a smaller movie, but, but directed by these two brothers, kind of got a Coen Brothers thing about them. Uh, so it's kind of indie, but uh, if you see it anywhere at your local art house, The Trust, go check it out. Awesome. Absolutely. And we'll put all that information on our website. And uh, uh, Kevin, it's been an honor talking to you. And I hope you uh, I hope you come back and chat with us again. You know, we, we don't have that Corolla Nerdist Mark Marin audience. Look, I'm not going to have Barack Obama on anytime soon, but we may get somebody. What's that? 
I said that was insane that he asked the president on. That was insane. Yeah, well, yeah like, we... <laughs> We might get Donald Trump. Who knows? <laughs> I think well, yeah, Marion got the Marion got the president. You got the guy from Clerks too. There you yeah. go. <laughs> I, I will take I will take you over that any day. So thank you so much for coming on. I hope you come on again. And it's been an absolute uh, pleasure talking with you. You too, guys. Take care. Thanks, K Dubs. All right, later, dog. <laughs> Be sure to follow Nothing Important online at nothingimportantpodcast.com. Find us on iTunes, on Twitter at NotImportantPC, and you can also find us on Facebook. Nothing Important is recorded with help from Third City Sound in Joliet, Illinois. Thanks for being awesome.